It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter, two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in, what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, I do have Cheddar Talk Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, sad weekend in Wisconsin sports, my friend. Yeah, yeah, but we plug along here. We we, we definitely had our... What are we going to our... talk about? What is there to talk about, John? I don't think um, we have anything to talk about here today. Talk about UW Lacrosse. How about that? Did they win? Yeah, actually they did. Oh, good start. Sure, let's yeah, talk yeah. about UW, UW Lacrosse. I have no idea what happened with UW Lacrosse, but it, it's got to be better than this. Yeah, we will throw all of that into our last call. So, yeah, it's uh, good to have everybody with us. Uh, thank you for joining us again. Uh, we want to remind you that you can follow this show on Twitter at Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at NotSoHumbleHost, and you can follow Aaron on Twitter. I know you can, and you probably should. Where you is should it? at at Cheddar Talk, uh, I, I am up and coming. I've increased almost uh, 30% in my followership in the last month here. So Fabulous. I don't know how either. I, I'm my, not quite sure. I said something funny, I guess. So My daughter Ainsley used to say, Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Fabulous. I'm like, what? Okay. Uh, we'll just, uh, yeah, we'll just start rolling right into everything we have here, I think, this week. We don't need to have a long introduction because we'll have plenty to say in the segment of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. So for main event, we're going to start with Packers as we do. And I'm less upset about it this year than last year, Aaron. Well, because there's effort put forth by players. Yeah. That's it's, what makes it easier is that the, the New Orleans game last year, there was no effort. Like, no one showed up. Yeah, at, at, least, at least the players played yesterday. They didn't play well, but they played. And yeah, it was there something. was effort, effort being put forward. The scheming and the game plan and the hero ball by HOFQB was uh, <laughs> almost yeah. impossible to take. I mean, three quarters of, of zone defense and letting Je- Justin Jefferson tear you apart because, oh, they're expecting man coverage. You know, that's exactly the thing. You know, I, I know how football people are. It's exactly how it was like, oh, they're expecting us to run man. That's what they think. But we're going to run zone and we're going to confuse them. And then and after getting burned for 100, the first 100 yards, it was like, no, we're and not going to change now. We're going to stick with the game plan. In the meantime, if you listen closely to the interview with uh, Razul Douglas in the background, you can hear Jair Alexander screaming like to somebody else or like scream, but saying loudly in the background. I told him all week, let me cover him. I told him all week, let me cover him. Yeah. You, you can hear and it clear as day in the background. He was mad. Like he was allowed to cover Justin Jefferson. Man to man once, and Justin Jefferson had to offensively pass interfere to get open, right. and he still didn't right. catch the ball in bounds. Yeah, that was still the only time there was a contested ball. Otherwise, every other time that Jair Alexander was covering him, um, they, uh, um, uh, they just motioned they away. Tar- they didn't target him, and the Vikings said as much in the post game. They're like, "Well, we were trying to scheme Justin open, but um, we didn't have to." 
the Packers yeah. just let him be open, you know, yeah. and, and, and that, and um, I understand Christian Watson dropped that first ball yeah. right off the bat. But if you watch uh, Bukowski's um, t- uh, Phil Bukowski no, um, on Twitter. Yeah. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and, yeah. I'm, I'm forgetting his first, first name. name. No, but it's not Phil. Um, no, Pete, right. <laughs> Phil. It's Pete Bukowski. Yeah, Pete Bukowski. Like, he's been, you know, you say what you will about his takes. He, that dude makes some content. He has lots of videos up on his Twitter. Yeah. He's a very good follow. Yeah. And he brought up that Christian Watson was open numerous times during the game. The guy is built like Megatron, and he is fast. But it's this weird thing with HOF QB 12 that he he needs the trust with the wide receiver. Yeah. I need the trust. How are you supposed to have trust if you don't show up for the preseason? You don't show up for, you know – that's that's the maddening part about the whole thing is the quarterback won't throw it to Christian Watson again because obviously he doesn't trust him because he dropped that first touchdown. He dropped one and then he he punishes him the whole game and it's it hurts himself. He's cutting off his nose Mm -hmm. despite his face. You're right. Right. And instead, instead, we're going to force it into Randall Cobb, who, you know, who has who's known for his who's always been known for his jump ball prowess and his ability to get up there, (laughs) you know, especially at the tender age of what is he? 30, 32, 33 now. Like, like Cobb's good for one thing, and that's old reliable on a good slant route when it's third and six, you know, like that's about it. Finding a gap in his own. Yeah, those sorts of things. And then forcing it into Tunyon. You know, you can't sit here and they'll and they'll say all. And I was listening to the apologist today, too. The, the 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 coons and the butchies and the um uh yeah everybody on the fan everybody up and down the dial and they yeah. kept talking about the offensive line and how rogers didn't have time I, he was staring that last one the last series when they need that first down it was third and six there was a i don't even know which one it was i think it was romeo dubs was open right yes. at the marker oh yeah De- defender five yards behind him and on he fourth down for the first down and said he didn't even look at him he kept staring downfield and on fourth and, down, it was it was uh, Dylan and Big Bob or Dylan and, and Dubs were both open, and he, he's trying to force it in elsewhere. And it's like, what what are we doing? Right, and and it's just and that's that's the hero ball. Yep. We're back to twenty eighteen again. It's it's we're gonna force the ball in, and it was stupid play play making, you know, and and also to why so fourth and one on the one yard line to score a touchdown we're gonna run dylan that's that's a good that's a good start okay dylan okay that's smart but we're gonna do it out of the shotgun with no lead back <laughs> and if you asked and john coon was saying that he could tell zadarius smith was screaming it's gonna be it's gonna be um dylan to the right dylan to the right dylan to the right. and what did what did zadarius smith do stopped him yeah he, yeah, he's the one that tackled he's the one that got dylan and it's it's silly like it was it was really bad the thing is, it's like that's what makes it easier than the Saints game last year is that there was effort put forward. People played hard. The Saints yeah. game last year, nobody played hard. It no, was like it looked terrible last year. The other they, they can't. So yeah, the couple points I want to make on this is that you know, first off, yes, exactly what you said is one drop leads to I will ignore you the rest of the game. Rogers narrowed his focus and refused to throw to certain people, and it cost him and it cost the team because that's dumb to do. It's a terrible idea to do that. But he did, and he's been doing that for a while. He's petty. Uh, yeah, and so the secondary thing is, yeah, you've got a drop touchdown. That would have been 7-7, going for it on fourth and goal, which I supported that. I thought at that mm-hmm. point it was a good thing to do. You're on the road. you got to try to force some of this. You didn't prep to win this game. You may as well just keep trying to force the points, and they had a really good drive, and you need to come out of there with that touchdown, and they didn't do it because 
I mean, the, I mean, but still, we'll just say, if those two plays go differently, that's a fourteen point swing and changes a bunch of momentum, and they're in it. I mean, those are mm-hmm. two giant plays that just went the mm-hmm. wrong way, and one of them is, I still can't for the life of me understand going fourth and one out of shotgun. Like you're definitely running up the middle. Why would you do it out of shotgun? So your running back starts from a dead standstill, has to step mm-hmm. sideways and then run forward. You've killed every bit of momentum. You take you take away the advantage of having a running back like that by slowing him down. It's it's a dumb idea. And and Lafleur has been doing it for years now, and it's I, it's a bad plan. I, I'm going to say something some contra, con, contra, contra, I want to say controversy. Yeah. Oh, I try to use I always try to say controversy. Mm. Controversial. Anyways, I, so I'm going to say something controversial. <laughs> I honestly think that Matt Matt Lafleur needs to have a little heat put underneath his ass. Like maybe not hot seat, but the inability yeah. to tell his quarterback what to do and let his quarterback take over games and then stupid play calling and just inability like game one. Game one's a big game, especially when it's last year against the Saints, I'll write it off because yeah. it was the Saints. It was neutral field. The offseason was dumb. Yeah. This one you had four weeks to get ready for Justin Jefferson and you didn't. And divisional and then, game. It was a divisional, a divisional game. game a, a divisional game against against the best team in your division besides you like yes yeah your your biggest rivals the bears but honestly the vikings have been more of a rival in the last 25 years it's almost a 500 well, record regardless so, of the rivalry thing they're the closest team to you talent wise and right, you should beat exactly. them because they're the only other team that really has a shot this year they're the only other team that can probably win the division although if detroit's offense keeps doing what detroit's offense did yesterday yeah we'll see. anyways but uh that was that was an entertaining game the yeah. eagles eagles <laughs> eagles lions game who knew that that one would be the entertaining one but anyways i mean it's it's you didn't, and this is a proven track record of not getting up for big games. Especially outside of the Arizona, outside of the Arizona game last year, where they didn't have any wide receivers, I, I, there hasn't been they haven't won a big game where there was pressure on the line. They're a good team with a good quarterback, and that that's it. It's uh, uh, the inability for him to look Rogers in the eyes and say, "Stop doing that. Run what I tell you. Like I have a system here." And that that's yeah, the system. I, you're, let not everybody head coach. Down. you're not head coach. You're a facilitator of what the quarterback wants to do at that point. And yeah. one of two things has to go. And I'll go back to the stance I took at the end of last year. And that was Rogers maybe have to go just because he's a detriment to his own team. Although, um, uh, man, the names lately are just killing me. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Ken Ingles would tell you that oh, yeah. if Rogers leaves at any point in the next three years, the Packers are strapped for $50 million cap space regardless. So, um, because of that disastrous extension they gave him, but anyhow, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and, yeah. and I saw a tweet today too. Um, last, last yesterday was, um, maybe the number one entry into the bad, uh, Aaron Rodgers bad body language hall of fame. Yeah. That the was only terrible. Thing he smiled was... like a man, a man who's known for terrible body language was yeah. on point last night. He was terrible. And yeah, and it, he the only time he looked like he was smiling, having fun was when he tried to block Zedarius Smith briefly and then fell mm-hmm. to the ground. It, they had fun with with Zedarius and all that, but it's, I don't know. Well, and um, it, it's exactly what we kind of feared would happen. I think it's the the worst of all scenarios. The the, the hopes that I took into this was the Vikings didn't play everybody either. That mm-hmm. last year we also had the additional fact that there was a you know a hurricane and they were. 
having to play away from mm-hmm. home, so it gave additional juice to New Orleans. New Orleans was nine and eight last year too. I mean, if we win that game, they're a losing team. Uh, that's the only thing that kept them from being a losing team is us not preparing for week one. But we punt on week one, and that that is absolutely one hundred percent the plan. It was to kind of punt on this week, and if you look at it and say in the most you know duckies and bunnies sort of way, as they say, um, there's the fact that like if we had that first touchdown, if we convert fourth and goal, we're right in that game in a game that we did not bother to prepare for. And mm-hmm. I don't know that Joe Barry can be a defensive coordinator in this league. No, that no, is, that is the biggest takeaway from this weekend so far was I don't think he can play this. Um, Matt LaFleur needs a better answer because he is definitely just trying to, to not answer us. And I mean, the media is directly there after the game and talking to him and saying, why did you not put your all-pro cornerback on their best receiver? And he's like, well, it didn't work with the scheme. Then the scheme is stupid. Like, ditch that scheme. Aft. Why would you yeah. have a team full of very good to great cornerbacks who are all man-type corners? You have speed everywhere at corner. And you said, what if we made them you're stand still? You're paying Alexander $25 million a year right. to be a shutdown cornerback, and you're putting him on Thielen. Thielen's okay. Thielen is at, yeah. the, at, the, at the back arc of point. his career. You yeah. can put Stokes on him, and that's not a problem. Thielen hasn't had a thousand yards in the last couple of years now. Right. He's he's kind of a guy at this point. He was. Um, he was a flash in the pan. He was a very nice receiver for the Vikings for undrafted, right? Out of college, out of Mankato State. I think, I think so. yeah, either that yeah, either that or super late round. But yeah, and he had a couple flash years, you know, yeah. when Diggs was here. Him and Diggs were Arguably yeah, when, one of the best one-two combos in the league, yep. but that's not him anymore. He's ended. Uh, he's ended the career wide. He's right there with Randall Cobb. Yeah, he's not as good, but he's yeah, he's that. He's less that injury prone than Cobb. Yeah, 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 that's true too. Yeah, but he's he, he's 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 got better availability than Rab. But he's not as good as Randall Cobb, but he's got better availability. Than he Rab would play Cobb. on the so Packers. Th- you have to say that. This would like yeah. That, oh, you, let's be honest. He'd be WR one right now on the Packers, but anyways, <laughs> maybe. Uh, um. Yeah. I don't. Uh, there, there seemed to be basically no plan for what to do there. There was very little plan for how to deal with noise. Like the, the team completely punted on this game. There was no game plan. There was no game plan whatsoever. And it was. I mean, is that part of the motivation? Just to say, like, do you think somewhere in the back of his mind, Lafleur just says, "What if we look so bad that all year long I can use this tape against them? What if I prepare them so poorly for Week One that you know, after that I can really just roll into it?" I wonder. If, I, I wonder it, where the but... psych. I wonder where the psychology is with it too. Um, and I'll get in that just a second. Speaking of duckies and bunnies, <laughs> Mike Keller today. Mike Keller today was like, "You don't know what he was talking about on the sideline. You don't know if he was complaining about the wide receivers. He might have been complaining about the refs or the game scheme or something like that." Not the way like, he was pointing, though. No, not when he was pointing at his wide receivers <sighs> and where they were supposed to be on the field. Stop it, Heller. Stop yeah. it. Stop no. it. Anyways, um, look bad. He is, he is our, he is our Paul bad. Allen. Um, but yeah, I know the psychology of it is, you know, at, and at some point you remember last spring when they were trying to get um, Rogers back into camp, like they, that, that trade for Randall Cobb, which was kind of like, and Goody as much said, you know, whatever, whatever Aaron wants, you know, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. Whatever. Let's, let's see if he wants. And I wonder how much they're going to just let Aaron Rogers burn him. I'm like, I wonder if they're letting him burn himself. I don't know. I mean, like they figure they're there for the long haul, regardless of what he's got. And they may as well just try it. I mean, this is, I don't know. It just is what it is. Next week, they got to play the Bears, but they get to come home. The Mm -hmm. Bears, by the way, are bad. 
I don't care if they beat the 49ers. I'm pretty sure watching that I'm game happy now. I'm they beat the 49ers. It's the only time I'm going to cheer for the Bears this year, or probably in the in the next three years. Uh, I, I was rooting for the 49ers. It's one of the only times no, I'm I hate for the I 49ers. hate the 49ers more right now. Thank you. I don't. I, I don't understand and, and that. I'm, I'm big into the passion. I'm big into the uh, to the kerfuffle with the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance stuff. That's uh, That drama is it's just the last couple of years, and with the Shanahan stuff with Lafleur last year, and uh, all that happy garbage, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't care about them. They're like, they're not a division. I don't know. I'd rather see the bears. They've lose. Not it's better the playoffs the two out of the last three years. So it's like, okay. it's, it's, it's like the Cowboys of the nineties. It's like I, or the Seahawks. Like I was, someone was like, well, we got to cheer for the Seahawks because they're playing Russ Wilson and he is a Packer killer. I'm like, I will not cheer for the Seahawks. No, no I don't have Seahawks. to for any I of those not cheer for Yes, and yeah. I would like to see them both lose. And you know what? If the Bears only win one game all year, I hope it's against the 49ers. I hope they go 1-16. and 16. I, hope they beat, I hope they split with the Vikings. <laughs> oh, they can beat the Vikings. Yeah, they can go 3-14 and 14 and beat that the Vikings. That way they both get a loss, and it kind of evens yeah. out what, that we'll beat the Vikings in, I think, January. 4-13, four, four, and 13 and they can split with the Lions, beat the uh, Vikings twice, and beat the 49ers. That'll be fine. <laughs> there we go. But, yeah, no, they um, – Man, and the 49ers had him locked down for quite a while this last week and then just kind of had two giant drives. They gave up a giant pass to Pettis, which is – I don't understand that. The Bears fans are going to get – started to get excited and they're going to get amped up. They are talking up you know, Equinemia St. Brown, who I think is a very, very good fourth receiver, maybe even a decent third, but that's as good as it gets. Like he's a bad two. <laughs> and, and that in that game down in Chicago yesterday, you, that's one of those games you cannot use as a uh, a piece of right. evidence in the court of law because if you watch the <laughs> rain coming down and in down like into the into the into the um walk main walkways underneath the terrible. stadium, did you see that? Oh yeah, the whole thing where, was where bad. the stair, the stairs look. I mean, if that's that stretch from Racine down to Chicago got up to seven inches yesterday. Yeah. Racine got ten inches yesterday, so like right. it was raining hard. So. Yeah, so having someone like Justin Fields, you know, who can run the ball, you know, and with that much water on that crappy of a turf stadium, I mean, it's the worst turf in the NFL. It's oh yeah, it, it makes what used to happen at um, uh, the, Heinz Field look the like the Vegas uh, field is starting to look bad too, though. Uh, but it's oh, really? different. It's a different type of bad. Y'all know it was it was burnt out and terrible. Like, uh, and that was oh, I watched the UNLV game because they play at the same stadium. And yeah. it was burnt out and bad then. I was like, how is this? Like, they're just preseason. How is the grass completely dead preseason? This is going to be awful. Someone left it outside too long. That's the problem. Something. There's your problem. Phoenix Phoenix doesn't have a problem with that with the Cardinals. And no. That's, yeah. Do. All you got to do is actually take always... care of it. Yeah. They got real grass in there, and they roll the whole thing out just like Vegas does. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean. Did you know they do that with the outfield at uh, Miller Park, by the way? I did not. I thought they, had... they take all, they take all the grass out. It comes out in panels, and they keep it in a warehouse over the wintertime under lights. Uh, I've never heard that. Okay. And they have and they have and they and they like stack it up. Interesting. In a warehouse with, and that's how they grow it. Yeah. Okay. So you can't see the lines. It's crazy, isn't it? Like, yeah, I was amazed yeah. when I found that out. Anyhow. Okay. And I said um, Miller Park, uh, not Amphanfield. Sorry. Oh no, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, um, Montgomery doesn't look like he has anything left in the tank at this point. Herbert's going to be the guy who I think they're going to lean on more this year. He's he's got some flash. He's going to be interesting, but I I mean, if if the Packers are are smart, if the coaching mm. staff is smart, they will go to man and they will 
own these receivers. Darnell Mooney didn't do anything this last week. Just nothing. Absolutely nothing. He was completely worthless. He was, he was invisible. And uh, some of it is just uh, Fields doesn't know where to look. He doesn't know where to throw. He's, uh, he, I mean, he got some yards late by a couple just deep prayers. And uh, the other thing, too, is just they were playing against Trey Lance, who also didn't look that good. It was a, it was a terrible game, but it was also the rain, I suppose. I mean, like, you got to hold off on some of this, but I think the Packers beat the Bears this week. Um, Before I just we think get to that, I want to go back to something you said earlier about uh, Joe Barry. Oh, yeah. And why is it we haven't had a decent defensive coordinator since Don Capers forgot how to coach? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Um, like, no, I, right I mean, and, it's, and for a while there, we had bad personnel. I get it. But, like, this team is stacked on defense. It should be a top three defense in the league. I mean, most of the national pundits have said as much. Yeah. So it's not just us homers here. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Like, how is how is Joe Barry – I mean, I understand everyone just hires friends and yeah, which is and the it's, worst. It, it, it's, it's just, it's just like umpires in major league baseball. You can't mm-hmm. get rid of them. And the same people <laughs> are just hired over and over and over again. I mean, yeah. Joe judge is coaching the offense with Matt Patricia, their co-head uh, or yeah. co-offensive coordinators in, in for the Patriots. And they both stink. They're, they're both terrible. bad. Yeah. They're terrible they're at their jobs. Yeah. The, the number of people like, as somebody who, by the way, has a profession where people are like, well, I could do all of that. Like, why did you, why would anybody do this? And you know, like, because everybody second guesses attorneys, defense attorneys, prosecutors, family attorneys, everybody's smarter than their attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, so I usually give people in a different profession a little bit of a leeway. But I mean, seriously, it's, it's odd how in a profession that pays this much, that is this important, like hiring your defense coordinator affects your ability to keep your own job. Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, we got to protect our phony baloney jobs. jobs. Uh, I didn't get a harumph out of that guy yeah. over there. What? <laughs> harumph. Give him a harumph. Give the governor a harumph. You watch, you watch your ass. Yeah. <laughs> One of the but best I mean, bits ever. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, just the idea of like, these guys continue to hire terrible people to do terrible jobs and are always shocked by it. And they will lose their jobs to make sure that they hire these same worthless people into these jobs. Like Joe Barry's never been good anywhere. No, we said that when they hired him, I was like, I don't know about this. He has never been impressive at any position anywhere. Same thing with Joe Judge when they hired him in New York. And and I blame Belichick because Belichick was one who failed when after he his first stint as head, uh, head coach in Cleveland, he went up to New England and he turned it around. Now, he was part of he was Parcells defensive coordinator, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, yeah. But now now it's. It, it, in between him and Bill Walsh, like everyone, oh, we got to hire the coach that was under this other guy. And now you're starting to see it with McVeigh's kids, right? Including yeah. Matt the Flower, you know, and Kevin <laughs> O'Connell, uh, Kevin O'Connell, and uh, the Dolphins head coach, right? Like it's like, yeah. oh, we got to do what they're doing. We got to do the same thing. And so it's you know all all the Belichick coaches that have never done anything anywhere. Romeo Cornell. It started with him and uh, he got oh the. Who? Yeah, 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 and uh, Weiss, Charlie Weiss, Weiss, Charlie Weiss, who went to Notre Dame, right? Yeah, yeah Notre Dame. Like, yeah, he, hey, hey, he failed in the NFL. He was so great, he failed at at Kansas. Like, they, they're like, get out of here, you're terrible. <laughs> like, right, oh. and then and then you know, and then Josh McDaniels, who went to Denver and what left scorched earth, and now at least yeah. he's you know, I, I mean, he's an okay coordinator for. Um, is he? Where is he even now? I don't even know. Oh, uh, because he was he took over head coaching. So he, oh, yeah, Ole he's Miss, back, right? What McDaniel's? Yeah, uh, 
No, no. Oh, no. no, I'm thinking of the sorry, old Mrs. Um, that other coach's son, <laughs> Lane Kiffin's son. Oh, yeah, Lane yeah. Kiffin, yeah. Um, yeah, but no, so but yeah, I mean, Patricia went to Detroit and what left their scorched earth. Um, <laughs> Judge went to New York, left scorched earth. New York looked good yesterday for the first time in three years. Saquon Barkley, I should have drafted in the first round, you know, like after yeah. being burnt with him twice, you know. Well, McDaniel's but lost it, this week because he had the Raiders. So oh, he, so yeah, what, he was playing against the, the Chargers this week. So, yeah, his team lost. So McDaniel's the, in his coming back to head coaching lost his opener. Oh, he said coach in Las Vegas. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's why they're going to go three and 14. <laughs> but anyways that's right i knew that now but yeah no it's it's just the most amazing thing and like and joe barry's the same way like everyone questions it it's like uh, okay i just want to get your quick take on what you think for the packard bear game so we can move on a little bit we've kind of taken up our time on this uh sorry depending upon the weather it looks like it's going to be nice weather outside um it's probably gonna be 34 17 packers okay i think it'll be closer than that um but yeah, I think they still win this one just because I Rod- think they'll come Rogers- back and they're going to be mad. He's going to get Rogers can get in every wide receiver's face, and you know we'll, well see. And, and Roger and Rogers watches Twitter. He's admitted to as much. And <laughs> there's been enough on there. Like, are you going to throw it to the guy who's wide open? Christian Watson. There was a there was a time he he had everybody beat again later in the game, and Rogers could have hit him with a deep ball, looked right at him, and took a sack instead of trying to huck it down the field to him. Yeah. Right. And it's like he, he's going to have to realize he's going to have to throw it to these kids. Yeah. And there's no way around it because there's no there's no cavalry coming. No, that's that's it is what it is at this point. And he didn't even throw it to Sammy Watkins either. Like it's it's like he doesn't have chemistry with any of them because <gasps> he didn't practice. He didn't play with any of them preseason. Yeah. Uh, and none of them. Well, Watkins didn't play it down either. So, yeah. Uh, moving on, though, we are going to move on to uh, the Badgers and just another one of these things where it's like, what what was this game plan? Uh, Bad, the Washington State came in. A clear game plan is eight in the box. We're going to go straight up, man. We're going to mug down the field. And they got away with a lot of mugging. And if you can get away with it, you do keep doing it. Right. I mean, right. if they're not going to call it, you keep doing it. So at that point, I don't blame them for continuing to do it. I mean, they got called a couple times. Um, cause a couple of times they just straight up tackled the guy with the ball in the air. Just, it, it got a little funny, but they were mugging all over the field. I'll tell you this. Mertz looked good. Mertz finished. The, I'm trying to remember the exact numbers here, but he finished the first half, like 13 of 22 for 146 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And we were winning. He had nine more attempts the rest of the game. That is an unbelievable stat, uh, yeah. at this point. Cause like, it was working. It was it was the it was working great because they were going to let him throw. And he was completing everything. He was looking good. He was clean finished the game again. Five of nine for those last nine. And uh just I don't understand going away from something that was working like that, just refusing to continue to stay with something that it's, worked it's, so it's, well. It's it's, it's it's the Paul Christ way. But it's not speaking, really speaking, like, speaking of coaches with heat underneath their butts. Well, he should have it. But I mean, like, here's the thing, like, go back and look at how when he was offensive coordinator calling plays for um, Tolzien and, you know, Russ Wilson and Sorgi. And you're just like, this doesn't look anything like that. It's the amount of motion. It was play action all day. It was running outside. It was jet sweep action. Even if you didn't run the jet sweep, you made them think about it. And, and, and where is all of that? What happened to all of that? Like, 
your quarterback is completing passes over the field. You ran, I think, two play action passes in this game. It's it's because he's a great coordinator and not a good head coach. Because when you're the head coach, you have to take a you have to take the blame for everything. When you're the offensive coordinator, you have somebody between you and the top that you're allowed to just be creative and do your own thing. And, yeah, and I, I honestly, Bobby Ingram. And I, yeah, I, I I heard it. I heard it on. I, I heard it on um, some of the talk radio today from some of the people that were calling in who aren't necessarily Packers fans. They're like, is, they're like Chris and uh, Kristen Lafleur are the same person. They apologize and they they don't give answers and they try to explain away the obvious. Lafleur was terrible during his post game about what. Yes. Why didn't you change your scheme? And he just went, uh, it was or you you mentioned it earlier. Yeah. Like why didn't you put Jair? It wasn't part of the scheme. And it's like, and he won't, there's no accountability. And you wonder if there's accountability in the locker room. You really do. You know, like I understand not busting out your players, especially in college. You you try and protect your players a little bit more in college, especially. But Chris, during his post game, you wouldn't have known if they won or lost. Yeah. The biggest he, thing is just, just like, seriously, the things they were doing in the first half, the, when they started throwing, it was working and they were doing a good job. It's like the worst part is that they actually did figure out how to beat Washington State. And then decided actively to stop doing those things. It makes no sense. It's the weirdest thing I've I've watched in college football. Like Washington State didn't make a great adjustment to come beat the Badgers. The Badgers stopped doing the thing that was killing Washington State. They just quit mm-hmm. doing it. They're like, and they were running directly into boxes. They needed to use screens to the sides. They needed to um, try to get some run pitches. Off tackle. Yeah, just run, run off, off tackle. tackle. Or even just use that jet sweep. They did it like I think three times. It worked two of them, and the other one they got very excited, but quite clearly was tackled by a face mask, and that was not called. Um, but it was such a weird game plan. I mean, good for Washington's Washington State's head coach, who apparently played for UWSP. Um, hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like basically, he just continued to do the thing. And that, oh, yeah, that they right. put I a plan. catch that during the post game on the radio. They said that he's a Wisconsin yeah. native. Yeah, he's from Waukesha and went and yeah. played at UWSP. But I mean, yeah. at the same point, uh, just all he kept doing was the most simple, basic thing of saying, well, we won't let Braylon Allen destroy us. And Braylon Allen ran for 4.8 a carry, I think, and mm-hmm. looked okay. But I mean, like, it's hard to win. It's hard to run through that. I mean, he found a way because he's he is a grown man. Mm-hmm. But Graham Mertz has played two consecutive very good games. And this one's against a legitimate team. Uh, and he was not allowed. Like, they handcuffed him for no reason because he was killing them. If they'd have let him keep throwing, Badgers would have won. And in, in, in they would have won 35-17 or something like that. They would have won right. walking away. Also, Badgers missed two field goals, key field goals. Mm-hmm. One of them very makeable. They, it looked blocked, but it was not. Um, because it sounds like the kicker was injured and did not play at all in camp, has not kicked, and is bad right now, and probably and was still drunk on, and was drunk out late Friday night. Yeah, was, yeah, he was apparently still injured or is trying to play through something. He that those kicks were terrible, and the idea is like seriously, how do you not have a secondary kicker? Like you Especially have to in have college where you can carry two of them. You can carry three of them for crying out loud. You don't have roster restrictions like the NFL does. Yeah, Yeah, no, you've got a ton of guys. You can just walk around with extra kickers. You can have go down the street and grab one of the soccer players for Christ's sake. It was terrible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're like, like you said, it's like they, it's like they actively tried to like 
to uh, blow that game. Yeah, they're just, like, just we like, gotta I, win it this like way. I said with the pack, it's it's like with the Packer game. It's like, well, they know we're gonna do man coverage with Jair on Justin Jefferson, so we're not gonna do that. We're gonna be smarter than that. And we're gonna catch them off guard, and we're gonna do this instead. It's almost yeah. like the Badgers did that in the second half. Well, almost starting halfway through the second quarter, yeah, where it's it. like, hey, this is working. Let's do something different. Let's win it because, our way. Now that we've got yeah. a lead, let's win it our way and then let's, they, do, it. Just, let's do it the wisconsin way we're gonna pound it between the guards and we're gonna we're gonna that brent moss them to death and is again not the offense that chris ran when he ran an offense and these right. play calls were terrible and engram i don't know that he's got it maybe he'll learn but chris needs to get in his ear and tell him to knock that off when he's killing the team like that and he didn't just like LaFleur didn't yeah. get Barry's here when he was killing the team. And yeah, which didn't. is entirely on the head coach and not the coordinator at that point. Yeah. Because that's your your job. So, yeah, yeah. LaFleur, like, just like that, LaFleur, like you just said with Ingram, should have walked down the side and went, slapped him upside the head and went, stop it. Yeah. Well, yeah, Do Ingram's other up things. in the box. He has. He's like, Go back to what was working. Just like LaFleur should have walked down the sideline to Joe Barry's slap. Well, as Joe Barry's up in the booth, so he could have maybe turned around and hucked a baseball up at him or something. <laughs> Hit the window and went, hey, hey, a-hole, stop doing that. Do the thing where he put the guy, our all-star guy, on their all-star guy, and then we let everybody else try and work it out. Yeah. <laughs> just Everyone else can sort it out for themselves. <laughs> and it would have been fine. I mean, oh, yeah. Delvin Cook was almost a non-factor in the game. He had a couple nice plays, but... If we no. did, yeah. If we have put Jair, well, not to go back to that. Well, we'll sorry, we yeah. we covered all of that, so I don't want to go into it anymore. Yeah, we're stay with the Badgers. Sorry. Then we're just ranting at this point. We're gonna stick with this. Yeah. Badgers will get to play New Mexico State University, the Aggies, uh, at, at Camp Randall this week. Uh, they're bad. They're they're not good. They have a rookie quarter or you know, a freshman quarterback who looked pretty decent. He's got good arm. Uh, he makes some decent reads, but he, they're. They're not a good team. Um, they got smoked. They got boat raced by Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota and had to take the Minnesota. Speaking of just running a base run between the tackles, yeah, offense, they don't have anything beat them, beat them 38 to nothing on the grandiose return of Jerry kill to Minneapolis. Yeah. Mo Ibrahim just ran between the tackles and they still pulled way back on the throttle. That game could have been 63, nothing. It was 38, yeah. nothing. Yeah. It wasn't like 38 nothing like the Badgers against Illinois State, where Illinois State actually put up a fight, but the Badgers were just a more superior team. Like, Minnesota really could have just ran away with that. Yeah, New Mexico State's not good. They almost won their opener and then didn't cover. You know, it fell apart on them late uh, against Nevada. But, yeah, um, they're, they're not going to win this. The, the spread is 37.5. I don't know that I would go there. That's a huge number, but I don't know. Uh, it's the Badgers are going to win that one. It's not a whole lot to go into. They they want to throw the ball. They've got a couple guys on defense who are like their linebacker is pretty interesting, but he's not he's not great. None of these guys are going to be playing on Sunday at this point. This is this is the guy who their quarterback uh, got a full ride to Princeton, decommitted from Princeton. Uh, to go play at New Mexico State, which is where his dad played. He's like the highest recruited quarterback to ever go to New Mexico State. And now you know he's stupid because you got to go to Princeton for free, free. and said, you know and what now. sounds better is going to do Las Cruces and playing at New Mexico State, which is a pretty little stadium where I had. It I, was, I was just going to say, I was going to do the fun things. fact. I was going to say, first of all, Las Cruces is a, a nice little. It is a beautiful town. little town. Yeah. A beautiful little town right up off those uh, Oregon Pipe Mountains uh, that uh, separate that from White Sands. Uh, yeah. 
high high plateau about uh, 45 minutes from El Paso, half an hour, 45 and minutes they, from El Paso. They are legitimately the Aggies. There is a like 1920s style tractor on their main quad. Yep. And, uh, and it is beautiful because everywhere around that campus are orchards and farm fields and every student project or whatever that they're doing, they are raising food and they are agricultural. Like there are cows <laughs> off the main quad. I am not joking. I can, you can see them. Right. Not like, not like the Babcock cows right yeah. there <laughs> it's, it's pretty no, fun. And, and even though they are on the high desert plateau they do fall into the uh, uh rio uh, rio grande uh, river basin so that's why mm-hmm. there's right down south of there there's big beautiful um vineyards uh that are in the swamps of the rio grande so there's water nearby so it's yep. yeah it's a desert town but yeah there's lots of agriculture i digress yeah. but yeah so it's a it's a it's a cool little campus and a cool little town and john has stood stood on, on the, the field, field of of, uh, Aggie uh, Memorial of, uh, Stadium. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's yeah. a cool, and it's place, real grass they, because you figure they want to make sure they have real grass because UTEP <laughs> does not. UTEP has <laughs> turf, and they're just or, 15 minutes away. Blue turf. That's right. The blue turf. Yeah. UTEP no, no, also not a, UTEP. That blue turf is, is Boise. Boise. What color is UTEP's turf? It's just regular grass. They just have regular grass. Green. That's yeah. right. Who's got the Who's got the red stuff? Um, the I think that's uh, Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington. FCS, okay, that's yeah. right. I, I got confused there for a second. No, oh, that's right. UTEP has the all orange jerseys, the ones you could go deer hunting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, yeah. and they have the bus stations by the stadium have the um, they're made out of the the minor pickaxe. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the pickaxe thing going up, and then the you know the pickaxe ha- handle goes up, and then the actual main part up top there forms the shade that you sit under. I thought that was yeah. kind of cool. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of a clever little design. Well, it's, it's, and all there, and if you actually go on the campus itself, they're all old adobe buildings too. Like it's it's a cool looking campus, and really it's is. called the Sun Bowl, right? Yep. Where they play, I've been on there too. The, the Sun Bowl's Sun Bowl's literally built into a into crater a between two small foothills. Yeah, it's it's definitely just snug, fit right in between two little peaks, and uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. You can see they got a big M nearby in the mountain, for, you yeah. know, for for the miners. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's. Those are both nice. El, El, El Paso, also an underrated town. Um, yeah. The crime is not nearly as bad as you'd think, and uh, 350 sunny days out of the year. So <laughs> And flooding that'll kill you the rest of it. Yes. Yeah. But anyhow, Badgers are going to win. I, I mean, it's not going to yeah, be that sorry. impressive. Yes. Like, we've told you the guys on the other team that are going to be kind of interesting. They like to throw. That's the best players. If the Badgers do lose this game. Paul Christ should be fired. Has to be fired. He can't be allowed to come back to the state after. You know, he has to right. be sent. He has to be. He has to be told to walk out of the state. Just leave. Just go. Yeah, he go. has to go coach. He has to go be the offensive coordinator for Jerry Kildon in New Mexico State. Yeah, they have to take him with them. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense to me. Because this is when you. But can't seriously, lose. if they were to lose the game, like I, I'm, I, I Jerry, you have to fire him. You have to fire him. You have him to fight. Fight. You have fight. He has to be fired if he loses. Yeah, this is a that would be a gots to go situation. Yeah. Um, moving. I mean, on, if it was just oh. like a one-off loss and we just smoked Washington State the week before, it was like, oh, geez, what happened here? Yeah. But I mean, that'd be back-to-back clunkers. And Chris for a team with Braylon Allen, and I mean, seriously, the Badgers receivers are actually pretty good. Um, Skylar yeah. Bell, Marcus Allen, uh, Chimari DK. Those are, I mean, they're not like big NFL receivers, but every one of them is a legitimate D1 wide receiver and should be able to be thrown. Right. I mean, like, should and the be highest running routes. And the highest rated quarterback you've ever recruited, Who along with an offensive line that is all going to be in the NFL. Yeah, most likely. 
Yeah, I at mean, least four granted, of them. Yeah. Granted, the tight the, the tight end isn't uh, Barry Alvarez's grandson. No, but, but Cundiff looked pretty good. He had a terrible injury <laughs> last year, and he looked good. So yeah, right. So yeah. I mean, they, they they should be doing better than this. But yeah, I mean, it's, this is it, even even a bad showing against like a close game against New Mexico State should be enough to be questioning. Like if yeah. they don't win by they don't win twenty by 30. points, yeah. if they don't win by twenty points at least. Yeah. You're going to have to start asking those hard questions because you don't want Leonard to leave either. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's fair. All right. And so we'll get off of football for a little bit here, but uh, we do have Brewer stuff. Aaron hasn't been watching, I know, because he's so uh, I, mad I about all of it. I'm done. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. And because mad. he did it last week when we were here, we, uh, we were watching the Brewers beat the Rockies six to four. They lost the next two. I mean, but. Again, the offense in those games was not the issue. They they lose seven ten and four eight. You score seven and four and six in that series and only got one win. So that's that. I mean, things just not I'm, not rolling on that one. But I'm I'm yeah, they win okay, four of the next five. You know, they win four of the next five. They sweep the Giants in that weird thing we talked about last week, where they have a double header and then one off. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. Just two games against the Giants, squeezed in on a Thursday. They win them both 2-1 and then 4-2. I mean, great. The the Giants have not been the team. Seriously, the Giants are like the Brewers, except for there's no trade to get super mad about. They started Mm -hmm. off hot. They were were in a wild card because they were behind the the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Um, And they've been to the playoffs the last couple of years. Everyone expected a lot from this team. I'm like, they were one of the two best records in the National League last year, right? I mean, like the Giants and the Dodgers were fighting all year long, and they were right there. Mm They bring back a lot of guys, and they've kind of been falling slowly apart. Uh, but n- there isn't nearly that. I mean, maybe there is for Giants fans, but the vitriol I have not seen for like this team. Well, no, because blah, blah, blah. because it, because because there's three World Series trophies in the last twenty years in their trophy cases. No, nobody cares about that. Those are all I'm, I'm years, just, years I'm just, ago. I'm just saying though that's that that, fit, that fan vitriol doesn't have anything to do with like if you're telling me but, if the Brewers had won a World Series a decade ago, we'd be like. This is fine. No, we'd well, no, be not, worse. Not, not this we'd is fine, but it, 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 it pads the fall a little bit. No, it know? makes it worse. It's the no, winning it that's made it us this fall. mad. It, it, no, but if but as, 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 especially baseball fans who do hold on to the past a whole lot more, if you look back and go, okay, well, this team has given us three World Series in the last decade and a half. Like, it, I, I don't know. There's what a little bit more. Is, you're, you're, you're you're not going to question them as much as someone who's a Yankees fan fans are chanting that the Yankees suck. They're the well, best that's, record that's, in John. In, John, in, you in, can't think. No, teams Yankees, that win get more mad when they don't win. Yankees, you cannot. You can't. That that's a different fan base altogether. You cannot add them into any equation. Whatsoever. Yeah, but seriously, if you think the Brewers, I'm just I'm just saying that I'm just saying that Brewers fans like myself look at this and go. Here we go again. It's never it never works out. It never ever works out. At least if you're a Giants fan, you can go. Eh, eh, Nobody whatever. does like, that. You, you kind of yeah, they do. <laughs> no, they Cubs don't. fans have been doing it until now for six years. Yeah, I mean, where are the Packers fans on that? They're like, well, you know, it's well, okay that this they, is all terrible. We hey, got that. Aaron one. Rodgers got nine years of good grace, and it wasn't until about three years ago that the fans started turning on him. That's what I'm saying. Like, you win one, it gives you a little bit of grace period, and that's the reason why their fans aren't so vitriolic as Brewers fans are, because Brewers fans have nothing to go back on. That that I don't think that that bears out in any way. I don't think any team yeah, that's does. been winning. Uh, how? How? Where? Because, where are you seeing it, that anywhere? What are you not listening to me? I said exactly no, what I said. I know because what you said. Pads, bear pads it out, landing though. a little bit. Based on what? What? What fan Rod- base? Rodgers like- had nine years of good grace after winning a Super Bowl. 
And it wasn't until the shenanigans started happening. He won two MVPs after that as well. Well, four now. Yeah. So he had the good grace because he was also MVP. Yeah. It helps out. Well, yeah, being the best player in the league is why you get in good grace, not the the one Super Bowl. Right. But you're, what you're saying is that you don't understand why Giants fans aren't giving their or why you I know don't exactly why, why they are because it's stupid grace and why Brewers fans are vitriolic. And it's like because the Giants have won more recently. That's why I understand exactly why they're not, because it's dumb to do it. That's why they're right. not doing it. It's not because they won one some other time like that doesn't have anything to do with anything like. Well, it helps. Well, most of those fans, how many of them were even there at the time? That was how long ago, Aaron? Do you forget? Like, it wasn't last year. It wasn't mm-hmm. the year before that. Every single player in that team is gone. Right. Like, nobody's the, left. Buster Posey's retired. You don't follow the players. You follow the organization. I know, but those people, that's so long ago. A lot of these fans don't remember that. The people who are on Twitter don't remember that. Nobody's going on Twitter like, Giants are bad this year, but it's okay. A decade ago, we were cool. No, nobody says that about any team ever. No, I'm just saying that's why their fans aren't so vitriolic and aren't so fast to rush to judgment because there has been success recently. I think if the Brewers hadn't had success recently, we'd be less likely to rush to it. I think it's the success that bears out the being this angry about it. If the if the Brewers hadn't gone... Underperforming doesn't help either. So No, no. Yeah, they're just... But that's the thing is like it happens to teams. It happened to the Giants this year and they didn't trade anybody away. It just kind of fell apart. The Padres two years ago were really great and they were on the doorstep of everything. They have then sold out all the way to get everybody onto this team that they possibly can. Every possible all-star spend every dollar and they are worse now than they were two years ago. And nobody's mad because, you know, I mean, like, I mean, because. Yeah, they really tried, I guess. I don't know. But I mean, like this happens in baseball. But the Brewers fans were like, no, we were building to this one time. Oh, and they traded away that one guy. And, and when we say like the Brewers uh, ownership has been tanking this team, they traded one guy. One guy. They didn't sell off the team. They didn't get rid of everybody. And now everybody also wants to trade away the couple guys left because they also want that. They want to now trade away the other guys who are left because they're mad that the one guy was traded, but we need to now trade everyone else. Nobody knows what they want anymore on this team. The team for what's on the, the field because the team doesn't deliver because there's no precedent on what works. So, well, I didn't I, realize that the Mad Bomb uh, World Series was 2014. I really thought that was like 2017. No. No, it's been a it's, while. It's, it's been eight years, but I mean, yeah. they won every other World Series for six years. But still, I mean, I'll stand by what I said. It makes it it makes the fan base a little bit less vitriolic if you actually win it. If the Brewers would have made the World Series a couple of years ago and beat the Dodgers to get in, I think we'd be a lot more lenient as just to get to a World Series. We'd be a lot more lenient as a fan base. But it's 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 the same thing. It's the same formula that's happening Maybe. with the Packers right now. It's there's all these teams that are good enough to win it and then they just die at the championship game of their own division and that's what's driving it yeah i mean like you should be there like come on man (laughs) i mean the dodgers didn't get this with anger and they they hadn't won anything since 88 right until two years ago when they finally won one again that's another outlier that's la and they don't care they don't show up until the third inning and they leave by the seventh so it's just like these (laughs) things like i it's just so weird to have this it's such a weird, angry thing to do. I'm just like, man, it's baseball. You're going there. You're going to just you have to go to a baseball game to relax. You don't go there to like amp yourself up and scream things. You, know? I mean, you're 
you're there to watch a game where people are like, all right, everybody leave the field for a little bit. Let's come back out and warm up again because uh, we're not ready to play right now because we haven't been playing in the field for a while. It's like, calm down, everyone. It's, it's, it's a pa- baseball. It's a pastoral, it's pastoral game. Just go listen to the George Carlin bit of football versus baseball. I yeah, think he delivered it originally field. back in the yeah. 80s, and it's still completely yeah. true. So the Brewers have today off. They'll get to play the Cardinals and then the New York teams for six days after that. So. Right. I uh, don't have a whole lot of high hopes for this week, but at least they'll be at home. Uh, you know, you'll get to see Yankees and Mets here at uh, Amfam Clam. I and then the I'd Reds rather again. I'd rather I'd rather see them play the New York teams than play the Reds or the Royals or some schlub team because they seem to do better against the good teams. Well, they've got two <laughs> out of three from the Reds. Uh, yeah, and they beat the Giants, yeah. who are again, I think, like the Brewers, a, a better that, team that they're a good team, but not a playoff team. Yeah, no, they t- th- this year seems to be the year of like playing down to your opponents. They're g- getting beat by the Pirates on a regular basis and you know, yeah, having trouble with the bad teams. But yet somehow just, they can they, they do well against the Giants and uh, a lot just, of the better teams. They're just a massively inconsistent team at this point is the yeah. biggest thing. So that's I will say one thing that makes me really mad about both Brewers and Packers fans, which there's a lot of overlapping is I swear to God, if anybody complain, continues to complain about the pitching for the Brewers and the defense for the Packers, I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. And, yeah. oh, it's not the offense. It's the defense. The defense isn't – shut up. <laughs> the Brewers pitching staff is the strength of this team and has been. How many 2-0, to 2-1, 1-0 to losses have the Brewers had this year when Burns and Woodruff are on the mound. It's, it's well, countless. They just had I a mean, six to five win with him on the mound. So. Well, I mean, but yeah, I, yeah, that's as of lately, but like for the most yeah. part, for the most part of the season, the pitching was the strength and mm-hmm. it's the same thing as with the, with the Packers. It was like, un- I understood they gave up a lot of yards to Justin Jefferson, but to, just to say, Oh no, the defense was the problem. No, no, the offense was really flawed, like massively flawed. Like, let's not just brush that underneath the table. So, oh, yeah, we did still, forget to say this during the Packers portion. The special teams didn't look bad. No, they were forgettable, which is all I would have if we had that last year. We win the Super Bowl, but yeah, Pat, o- Pat O'Donnell almost got blocked twice, but he didn't. And guess what he did? Dropped bombs off his right foot. Yeah. So, anyways, back to the Brewers. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. That's basically where the Brewers. Brewers are nine games above 500, and we hate it. We just hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, it's like so strange. Bring back the Sexton days. Come on. Yeah, just, I'm going to see 105 losses. Dang yeah, it. Yeah, no. But that's that's just where they are. And that's that's Hot all we have for our, our major sports. So I do want to round up a couple of things here. We do have a bunch of other sports going on. It, it does say something about bathing in mediocrity for too long. And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. All right, everybody. We're going to bring you everything else in the segment of this show that we lovingly call Our Last Call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. So for the couple things we have here, uh, for Division Three football to cover the, the WIAC and everything, actually, one of them, Saint, uh, UWSP stayed in state and played uh, St. Norbert in De Pere and lost, uh, though the best part of the St. Uh, Norbert UWSP game is that uh, UWSP freshman Bryson Cashin was named the WIAC Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, last year, he was scoring just crazy numbers of touchdowns for my high school, uh, Stevens Point Pacelli. So 
local boy uh, staying home and playing for the pointers. That's pretty fantastic for him. He had a uh, kickoff return touchdown. Uh, they still lost to DePierre. Uh, Lacrosse beats Dubuque in they Dubuque. They lost to St. Norbert's? They lost to St. Norbert's. Uh, was it 21-14, I think. Isn't St. Norbert's quite a bit smaller school? Or are they? Yes, they're they're a smaller school than Point. I mean, I know uh, they're private school, but... Point that's... hasn't been very good in football the last couple of years. Okay, uh, that seems... Wow, okay. Yeah. All right. That, For the... I, was, I was trying to think... I was trying to see if you actually mispronounced something there because you went to saying that they played and then you had a player of the week and i was like did he say something wrong in that sentence there but no 21 14 and that it was 21 7 that'd be like lacrosse losing to viterbo (laughs) yeah viterbo does not have a football team they have a no they their homecoming is during basketball season fantastic Uh, for the second week in a row st john's and collegeville beats a wiac ranked team uh, very close game though. UW River Falls goes up into Collegeville and loses 34-37 to the Johnnies. Mm. Johnnies are good. They're the number two ranked team in the country right now. Uh, the ghost, ghost of Gigliardi, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about it last week. He's fantastic. Yeah, that's two weeks in a row we've talked uh, about St. John's now. Yeah. So uh, Platteville beats Bethel in Platteville. Uh, Eau Claire goes down and beats Central uh, down in Pella, Iowa. Uh, and then let's see. Yeah, I said lacrosse won. Whitewater did not play. Uh, Stout got shut out by Waverly. That's not great. So lacrosse is the only remaining undefeated team. They haven't played any conference games yet, obviously. Uh, but lacrosse yeah. is two and zero, and and hanging in there. The Division t- three rankings. Uh, Whitewater's number four. Move up from number six to number four because their only loss is the number two St. John's. Yep. Uh, River Falls, who lost to St. John's, went from 19 up to 17 for their three-point loss just on by the road. Playing them close, I, that's legit. Yeah. No, you, it is. If you go toe-to-toe with the number two school on their on their home turf, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be penalized. No, no. And uh, UW Oshkosh is sitting at 16. UW Lacrosse is the 11th team in the country right now. So there are four uh, WIAC teams in the top 20 right now. And, and, D, and the nice thing about D3 rankings is well, there's there, there's politics and popularity and everything, but they're they're more honest rankings too. So you yes. are gonna gain you are gonna gain points. You're gonna if you're 19 and you take the number two school toe to toe all the way, you're gonna you're gonna gain some rank because and there's a know, playoff, so you don't need to be in the one or two. Yeah, so exactly. it's none of that nonsense. Yeah. Actually, and you you stole the end of my sentence exactly like, yeah. because that there's a playoff that determines all this at the end. Fun so, story uh, too. UW Platteville actually ranked 24th. Which I that's not pretty normal. The the Platteville hmm. uh, hangs in there and is ranked fourth. Uh, there were also uh, beginning. Well, what, what, of, who's number one in D one? Oh, D1? oh uh, one second here. I already moved screens. Uh, North Central, out of Illinois. They they won. I think they won it last year, maybe the year before too. Is is that the Cobbers? No, I forget what they no. are, but that's not them. Uh, women's not the Cobbers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, looking at uh, women's volleyball, the Badgers had two this week. Uh, they played number 14, Kentucky. They take them in three straight. Uh, they have to go into extra points on the second set to get a 28-26 win. Otherwise, it was 25-23 in the first and 25-18 in the third. Badgers, um, just yeah, go ahead and beat uh, Kentucky in that one. That's fantastic. Uh, Kentucky was good last year, too, weren't they? Yeah, they're Kentucky a pretty good school. In, they were in the Final that. Four, right? I think they might have been. I'm trying to remember. Is, but, is that yeah. who Wisconsin beat in the final four, like in the semifinals? 
I have to go back and look oh, at well, it again. You, I remember they had Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah. Devin Robinson continues to play great. Uh, she gets 13 kills. Uh, Sarah Franklin with nine and Ju- Julia Orzow with eight. Uh, this is a fun name. Gulse Guteken. I didn't hear that name pronounced during the game, I guess. Uh, yeah, she, she ends up with uh, 13 aces. Uh, very good game for all of them. Then they got to play Campbell, the Campbell Camels, which you knew was just going to be just a, a blowout. So 25-12, 25-20, which I would have preferred the Campbell soup cans. Yeah, the soup cans. Orzao actually leads this one with 10 kills. Um, doesn't look. I don't see that we had uh, Devin in this one. She didn't have any stats that are registering. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Orzao having a great game. Gutekin also. Uh, Hart leads the team with blocks. Danielle Hart with five blocks. Uh, 17 assists for Izzy Ashburn uh, filling in there nicely. So yeah, no. they, they finish another two. Uh, next, they'll get to play uh, number 16 ranked Florida. And they'll follow that up by playing Rhode Island on Sunday. So those will be, they're going to play Florida at the Kohl Center, actually. And then they'll go back to playing Rhode Island at the field house where they normally play. So that's so, so, so John, I'm not entirely insane. (laughs) Kentucky, Kentucky didn't make the finals at all. Oh, they played, they played Louisville, Louisville. That's right. Yeah. From Kentucky, who was number one when the Badgers were number four and that's who they beat. So that's, I'm not completely nuts. Like I was like, (laughs) what, what Kentucky and Louisville are what? 60 miles apart Lexington, tops Lexington and Louisville not too far apart yeah, no. not too far so and then of course uh Nebraska beat Pitt Nebraska was that's a right seed. yep Nebraska and, got in there and almost almost had a chance there and then yeah Wisconsin got their first title but yeah that was good uh and, and because Cit- 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 Citadel Citadel was in the final field did you know that I forgot about Citadel. They did not play Wisconsin, that I remember. No, so, they no. lost 3-0 in the first round, as did uh, Uni- or University of Maryland, uh, BC, with that same one that was the first the Retrievers. One yeah, the ones who were the first ever one seed to beat a 16 seed yeah. in uh, basketball. Yeah, from, uh, men's basketball. And beating Tony Bennett from Stevens Point. Yeah, UMBC. Uh, what was BC? Baltimore County, I believe. Baltimore County? Yeah, okay. Right, yeah. Got it. All right, and then looking at men's cross country, women's cross country, UW held their um, – invite their home uh, tournament they, they both win uh all of the uw racers finished in like the top eight uh three of them tied uh, uh yeah so i mean like the men's team looks very good right now the women's team looks very good as well um looking was... just at the the rankings here because i wanted to pull up all of this so d1 oh there's the regional rankings in in d1 rankings right now i'm making sure i'm actually looking at women's cross country week one uh uw starts off third behind oh that's in the in the region third in the women's in the region there so but i think they fit start off at i'm trying to see where they were uh no i'm not seeing that sorry uh but they're they're looking good the men are actually ranked sixth in the nation right now for uh for uw men's cross country they look very good they're the number one ranked team in the great lakes region i think the women are 11th overall if i'm not mistaken but third in the great lakes region behind notre dame and michigan Uh, and right ahead of them michigan state ohio state toledo indiana 
Uh, in terms of D3, they're pretty much preseason rankings right now. Their first meet mm-hmm. just happened. Uh, in men's cross-country D3, UW Lacrosse is ranked 6th. Whitewater is ranked ninth, So that's pretty good for having both those. Lacrosse has been a powerhouse of men's and women's cross-country and, yeah. and track and field for quite a while now. Uh, women's cross-country, uh, UW Lacrosse is ranked 10th. So they're right there. I don't see that there's anyone else. Eau Claire is the next one at 22. Trine is 24. Uh, um, <laughs> so there uh, we go. Is, is, is Grenier from uh, uh, Iowa anywhere in there? Grenier. I'm trying to look through. Uh, in, in men's, it's, let's see, Pomona Pitzer. They have some sort of like chicken hawk or something there. Uh, hmm, MIT. MIT is ranked second. John <laughs> Carroll. Williams, I, I, I always said this, John. My the last year I was coaching Rhinelander, I got two stories for you. Um, Rhinelander had about six hundred kids per class up there. Um, okay. And my my last year I was there, the senior class that out of the top ten uh, who graduated, valedictorian to you know the top ten in the class, yeah, nine were cross country runners. Yeah. Cross smart kids run cross country, and to your point about what you do, you like taking all the big, like winning most of all the uh, their own their own uh, tournament. The last sectional that we ran uh, when I was coach up there, um, we went down there, and my boy Shuni got sixteenth, which only the top fifteen go to state. Uh-huh. And Stevens Point, <laughs> Spash, yeah. Spash took first, second. I it was like first, second, fourth. Fifth, seventh, ninth, and eleventh. Yeah. DC Everest took all the rest of them, so only the top fifteen go. Spash won. Them and DC Everest took the top fourteen spots because they could run seven runners each, and then the kid from Superior got fifteenth, and that's what went to state out of our sectional. <laughs> oh gosh! Out of all sixteen teams that were there, all right. <laughs> they they Spash's JV guy, their top JV guy, if he would have ran his personal best he would have made it to state as the eighth guy, but you can only run seven guys. <laughs> there you go. Ridiculous. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful week. Um, it, wonderful. Yeah, it's been something. We had, you know, good football in D3. We had good volleyball. We had good baseball. Like, we went four of the last five at the Brewers. We got two games, and the Packers we knew would do this. The Badgers are the one that throws me off. Uh, thank you again real, for joining us, wrong, though. And wrong. remember, you can follow uh, this show at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host. And you can follow Aaron on ch- at Cheddar Talk. And remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Scotty Johnny One or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening, and on Wisconsin.